0: believe we are now in the last week of october can you believe that we're we're almost done with october only only two months left to go we're 80 percent through the year the year of 2020 and what a year this has been this is truth to ponder with bob bierman i wouldn't have the time in in just one little radio show like this one hour to even begin to recap all we've been through since the beginning of this year. So many times on this program, I've reminded you, just think back to January. We, we, we thought we'd just have another normal year with just the ugly politics that go with a presidential election and all the noise and, and stuff and people you know, basically slinging mud at each other on Facebook. You know, This is, I was hoping for just a normal year. I had all these plans laid up for the things that I wanted to get accomplished during the spring and summer. I had great, great grandiose plans. Matter of fact, even in February, there were things that I had planned to get done that mean a lot to me, especially in terms of ministry. All those plans started falling apart. First it was the weather, then the delays, and then the coronavirus. Yeah, we've we have been dealing with this going on now since really the end of February. And it it went into hyperdrive in March. So March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. We're eight months into this living in fear and everything in our world has been turned upside down. People running around shaming people. You're not wearing a mask. You're going to kill me. You're going to kill my kids. You're going to kill my dog. It, it gets to this silliness and 50 years of studies on on how a face mask can or cannot protect you from a virus thrown out the window entirely, completely scrapped and scrubbed from Facebook and YouTube and anywhere else that goes against the established narrative. Something is wrong. My guest today, one of your favorites, the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales. And he has spent a lifetime, especially in these past 20 years, really studying what's going on in this world today. And I welcome you to the program. You've used a term in our conversations before that I, I find rather interesting. We know from First John 4, verse 3, the spirit of Antichrist is already here. But you, you used an expression that I found rather fascinating. And what you call it is the season of Antichrist. Now, what is the season of Antichrist?
1: The season of Antichrist, I would define it in the sense of global events, not just events in different parts of the globe, but events that are happening almost one on top of each other that are affecting the entire globe at the same time. All of these things point to what scripture has always told us would occur, whether it's an issue of rapid succession of climatical events throughout the world uh-huh. or buying where the whole, whole world is affected, not just a country or an economy. All of these things are happening globally, one on top of another and they keep coming right now. We're in this this succession of things that are happening that are very biblical, according to what the early church said, the scriptures say. Um, and it's pointing towards, I guess, philosophically what we call the one, not the many. Uh-huh. And what we're seeing happening right now is what i feel is the end game of the mystery of iniquity that paul talked about yes said it was already at work in his time
0: you know when i think of some of the people that have been corresponding with me in recent weeks recent yeah recent weeks primarily i've got an audience that is picking up outside of the united states and a lot of it is as a podcast and i mean i've got some in europe the united kingdom uh, occasionally the caribbean and i've got a few that are listening as a podcast in australia and and what has been interesting to me they all have this same theme that you're mentioning it's like we're in a post-christian post-modern time and it's not like we got there slowly we thought we were getting there slowly but we went off the cliff last year just suddenly i mean and we've been speeding up There's a term when you jump out of an airplane where you increase your speed per second per second as you descend to the ground. You start out and you do 500 feet in the first second. Then you do 1,000 feet in the second. And it keeps increasing velocity uh, until you hit the ground or you start hitting a speed where you actually are being slowed down a bit by the atmosphere. But the point is, you're still increasing in your acceleration And I think that's how I feel with this world right now. We are in this jumping out of the plane, and we're heading to the ground without a parachute and getting faster second per second per second. And I think people are suddenly waking up that have been in the church asleep, and there are a lot of people that have been happily asleep in their church. What are your thoughts?
1: Absolutely. Um, Well, what did Jesus say to us, right? Matthew, Matthew uh, chapter 24, likens the events coming toward the end as birth pangs or birth pains, right? And just like you said, with the parachute illustration, birth pains come what? They come closer and closer together. Mm -hmm. They're more intense uh, and then in rapid succession until it you give birth. Yes. Well that's that's where we are. So I agree with you there. And Christians are waking up. What we're contending with, the K is is a second Thessalonians picture of of the lie. There would mm-hmm. be a great delusion. And people there are those who can't see it. And those who are in the church who are not even seeing it.
0: They don't want to see know
1: what's, it. Yeah, they don't want to. And you know what propagates that? Fear. And I usually say this, right, fear, F-E-A-R, mm-hmm. forget everything and run. Amen. And you know, that's what you do. You just run. You forget everything and you run. You're, you're not cognitively thinking anymore. But this is a spiritual issue. Yes. And those who are waking up are wondering, what do I do if half my church doesn't believe it and doesn't see what I'm seeing? hmm how am I to live here? How am I to navigate what I'm seeing happening on a global perspective?
0: Let me tell you something. I'm glad I want to stop you there because I want to grab what you just said and take this further, and I think you'll understand where I'm going with it. Jesus told his disciples early on in his ministry, he sent out the, and we dispute it, is it at 35, 2x2, or 36, doesn't matter. He sent them out. And, and what did he tell them when they would arrive at a town or a place or a people if they are received and the spirit of peace or the the, the descends on you you stay in lodge if it doesn't what did he say to do shake the dust off your feet too many pastors today do not want to shake the dust off their feet from their dead congregations that have chosen they've been exposed to the word you've wasted your time i'm thinking of a little church that i know of (laughs) intimately it's not an anglican church but it's one i know quite well they're getting ready to celebrate their 40th anniversary and they, their little sign is "40 years of faithfulness," and I'm thinking, I know your executive committee. I mean, you're you're a committee-run church that scripture is not a, has no authority unless you decide it does, or which scripture you decide has authority. So, to me, it's 40 years of phoniness. Is what they're celebrating 40 years of a phony gospel 40 years of being a country club church 40 years of nobody's life changed for the glory of the gospel 40 years of looking good and thinking you bought fire insurance and that's what yes. it's coming down to in a number of churches and you got apostate churches we yes. could name a bunch of big ones but you know i think people If you love the Lord and you're in one of those churches, your heart's already telling you to get out from the unclean thing (laughs) and don't touch anything on the way out the door. And they won't do it.
1: It's I think, you know, we are seeing uh, the wheat and the chaff being sifted. Um, We've had the big apostate denominations. okay, for some time. But now now we're seeing. A division right Who, who's the author of division it's not God no. but we're seeing a division happen in some very nice evangelical churches and oh, yeah. Anglican churches even among and, Southern
0: Baptist I'm beginning to see things it. that you know when, when I first came south I'm going if anything these people were uh, almost legalistic to the point of insanity and now they're the, the pendulum is swinging rapidly in the opposite direction it's scary right. Well,
1: you know, I always use a phrase, right? You you, want to be open-minded, but not so open-minded that your brains fall out. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's where progressivism has brought us today. Absolutely. We want to be open-minded, and now we have no brains anymore. We're accepting the absurd. And, And we can't do that. But back in the churches, that's where our battle is as the culture goes, so goes the church. Now, Mm -hmm. some people used to say it the opposite way, as the church goes, so goes the culture. Either way, the church is in a pickle right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So individuals are asking, what do we do? If we see what's going on and we see this globally, what do we do? How do we prepare? What are we to do as Christians we're looking at these churches who have functionally become, you know, uh, CDC churches as well. Um, everything has changed. You can't sing. You can't gather with more than twenty people. Mm-hmm. You don't touch each other. You don't hug each other. You don't go near each other. You can't use the bathroom. That's not church, Bob. You can't lay your hands
0: on someone to pray for No. Them. How do you anoint somebody with oil? You can't even. They don't even let you in the hospitals look, look, to do look, this. You look, know. Let me. Let me. Last you know, a little over a week, about two weeks ago, I I had to go on a to a conference in Virginia. And I passed the magic days after the conference. I guess I'm not going to die of the COVID or whatever the case may be. But it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And this goes back to when government tries to pretend they have scientific knowledge, it's always going to be a disaster. Just like anything with morality, you name it. It's yep. it's going to be uh, it, you know they say the aardvark is is nothing more than a a a house pet designed by a committee uh, in how it looks, or a duckbill platypus or something along that line. It I get to this airport, I'm I'm in you know Washington D.C. You know I'm, I mean I'm right there, <laughs> I'm right down the street from all the mass insanity, and you know we and you have these police type people running around saying you must stay six feet apart you must stay six feet apart you know you're getting in the into the line to get on this airplane and you got this mm, lord forgive me this overweight gal walking up and down stay six feet apart stay six feet apart we all gotta i mean i mean i'm I'm surprised you didn't have a cattle prod to separate us she's going down the line in her little you know tsa type uniform i don't think it was tsa but still probably some washington dc or wherever you know dulles airport is police and and we got to stand on these little you know circles that keep us six feet apart so we won't die and so we're in this line waiting (laughs) to get on the airplane you know this is at the airport in dc and what happens for the next hour and 45 minutes i'm shoulder to shoulder with two other people I mean, with, yeah. there is no six feet separation inside this little tiny tube called an airplane. It was the most ridiculous thing. I'm thinking, so right. so the virus knows it can only infect us if we're close inside of the airport, but inside of an airplane with recirculating air, shoulder to shoulder, with somebody you don't know who came from God only knows where in the country, which may be a hot spot, as they would tell you, and and somehow... We're magically safe in the airplane, and, and when we hit the cruising altitude, you know, we're, I'm in one of these commuter jets, so it's really tight fitting. I mean, really tight fitting. Right. And so I'm in this. So then I put my tray table down, and for the next fifteen minutes, my partners and I, we all have our face mask off as we're drinking a free beverage. <laughs> Well, that's like
1: the restaurants, too, right? Because you go in the restaurant, you have to wear the mask, but when you sit down to eat, you can take it off. The virus knows not to touch it.
0: Well, don't you know that the mask at that point takes on this mythical quality of putting up a protection zone around you whenever you take it off? (laughs) I mean, this is the kind of stuff that people that are supposedly college educated are on the television mandating and back when you and I were kids even a fifth mm-hmm. grader would say this is stupid <laughs> I mean yep. they would yep. figure it out but no we have people that are believing every bit of it and like you say they're living in the fear forget everything and run and this is yep. you' you're, you're dead on it and and this is this is where we're at one of the things I'm noticing and I want you your thoughts on this as I said I've got listeners as a podcast and as a radio show from, you know, various parts of the world, and I'm beginning to get some, and one in particular, I'm not going to identify anything to give that person away, but he's really feeling God's call to make a career change and possibly even a country or region change or something. Uh, You know, he's beginning to feel that voice, and he was reaching out to me to get my, my thoughts on what the Lord is telling him. And you know, to to get away from, as he, like I say in his case, like the world is today, and a lot of the things we do, to get away from from the world. Do you know? To, to we got to come out from amongst it at some point. And and I believe, just like you have said multiple times on this program, and and our our mutual friend Father John Peck, the uh, the Orthodox priest who the Lord really laid on his heart prepare the church to be underground and back in the catacombs. I mean, yep. he has really, when he and I have talked, he and when we talk off the air, he has said, I can't explain it, but he said, it is such a loud scream in my head from God, prepare my people now. You don't have much time. Exactly. We may, we may, and I say this, you know, unqualified, we may get a brief respite for a year or two, but this is going to be our last chance, I think. And if, we, if well, we get a respite, we better take it and use it and run with it and not look back. Just like Lot be- was told, Lot's wife, look back. Don't even look back.
1: That's right. We better be using our time now, despite the respite.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: I believe, you know, John Peck is, Father John is right. I believe what we're looking at is Catacomb Church, and I believe we're, we're there. Um, mm-hmm. Can you go to churches right now? Of course, But they're not the same, and they never will be again.
0: And and some of the churches, look, I I know, and, you know, I know I probably have some Lutheran listening to me right now. We're not talking conservative. We're talking, you know, one of the more apostate uh, flavors. They're thrilled to be closed maybe even all of 2021 because you know, i mean they, they, they're like we're not going to come back till 2021 maybe and 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 they know it's the entire virus has got to be 100 percent extinguished and so you right. never cared about the flu you never cared about anything else but suddenly because the politicians you love tell you to fear you do and you're you're content to let your buildings stay idle and in one way In one way, I'm thankful that they think that way because their church can't do any more damage than they've already done in their community.
1: Right. I'm being honest. Well, fear is is a form of paralysis. Yes. And that is why it is always used by tyrants and dictators. Mm -hmm. Always. Always. Because it makes people subservient, intimidated, and paralyzed. And it's very easy to put up a, a prison structure around them while they're in that state. You look and and enslave them, really.
0: You look at Governor Whitmer up in Michigan. Whenever she has a press conference, she's got this snide little smile on her face as she talks about new restrictions or we must Ah, do this. And it's almost like an evil grin. And I'm I'm sorry. And then, you know, one of my the one guy that really terrifies me and I want to go back and I actually did one of my radio shows. I wish I had the audio easy to find. I might be able to dig it up. But I remember back when this virus thing first took off. We didn't know a whole lot. And I'm working in emergency management at a county level in a large state. And, you know, we're just trying to, to take this information. This is all new. What do we know? You know what I mean? And I mean, mm-hmm. I mean I, I've responded to floods. I've responded to tornadoes. I've responded to all kind of, quote, disasters, um, but not anything like this. And so we're trying to wave through it. And I remember looking in March and seeing some things that said we may have our our peak of hospitalizations and the number of daily deaths somewhere, you know, maybe in April, especially up in the New York area where everything had been so unchecked in the city for so long that the virus ran its course. And and the one thing that this press conference and I and I isolated these words that. Andrew Cuomo said sitting there with this most arrogant you know I mean I look I was born in New York so I when I make when I do this accent I'm I'm making fun of where I came from he's sitting there with this smug look kind of sitting back in his in his chair his hands you know on his chest kind of like you know he goes let me tell you something prayer didn't do it God didn't do it faith didn't do it, we did it, we did it, in terms of the numbers getting better. He right. mocked, openly mocked God, your prayers didn't do anything, God didn't do this, we did it.
1: And, well, that tells you something, it yeah. tells you something about who he is and what
0: his beliefs are. Um, Good look, Catholic let that he claims to be. or Sure, you know, or, sure. Catholic in name only cultural I call them cultural Catholics you were born into a family that that holds you off the saint whatever to get baptized and then confirmed and never back again except when you got married
1: yep yep before and the you got divorced with people who are believing these politicians and others is that you know what they're really doing is they're they're looking at the world with the eye and not through the eye. Yes. There there and that's just it's it's a way that it distorts the soul. Yes. Okay. Um and, and I quoted to you William Blake from his poem. I think that portion was from the poem Evangeline, right? Mm-hmm. Where he said, This life's dim windows of the soul yes. distorts the heavens from pole to pole and goads you to believe a lie when you see with and not through the eye. That's propaganda, my friend. It is. That's that's what the TV gives us. We sit there and we see with, but not through. Mm-hmm. And so the fear, what what we do is we look at numbers, a positive cases. This and they they put that
0: conveniently on the screen for you, so you're mm-hmm.
1: always seeing with the eye scary numbers.
0: Yes, yes. But very you're not quickly, thinking
1: how are they getting those
0: numbers? Very quickly, before I forget. Some people say that when they listen on radio, they're going, well, it took me forever to figure out the name of the radio program. This is Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. We do have a website. It is truth2ponder.com. Truth, the number2ponder.com. Number and if you want to send an email to the program, it is uh, Bob at truth2ponder.com. That is Truth, the number two, ponder.com just wanted to get people up to date we got a little bit of time before we come down to the bottom of the hour break here and uh like i say a lot of people listen on podcasts which makes it easy not to have to worry about you know resetting as they say uh the segments so people know what station it is uh the fun of doing it on both mediums and it's important as i look into the future. Um, should this grow as a podcast, a radio show, or both? So just give me your input. If you're listening on shortwave, shortwave time is not free. And so I got to make some decisions if I'm going to cut back a little bit in the month of November. I'll let you know more as I find out as well. This is Truth to Ponder. The Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales, my guest. and 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 we're talking about these churches that have literally, you know, just gone along with the world. And they're just happy to do so, and they they, as I said uh, on my program last week, I said people live more in the fear of the virus than the fear of God, and when you know, and the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom and understanding. I mean, all, and we have just thrown it out too, you know. The, you were talking about those numbers, so let's, you know, I I read all the time. I know you do, and you know, people will say, well, the infection numbers are going up and they'll say the hospitalization numbers are gonna be going up, or they are up a little bit, or and you know, or people, maybe we've had some people die. But once again, did they die of COVID or with COVID? Are they in the hospital truly because of COVID? Uh, are the numbers really up? I have, look, I worked in emergency management. I sometimes have my doubts because of the things that I was seeing firsthand. Not secondhand, not because my buddy down the street who has a friend of a friend uh, heard something. I'm looking at stuff, and the numbers we were told never added up. And now we're told we're going to have a spike. Well, yeah, we're getting back indoors. More people were outdoors. Um, what When you see these numbers, what's the first instinct you see? And what when you start digging a little deeper, um, what do you find?
1: Well... I take a look at the numbers how they're getting them and it's with this PCR test we know that the PCR test was not created to detect the virus per se. Oh, it's, but don't you
0: don't you know that everybody says that is the gold standard test for the coronavirus COVID-19 SARS-CoV-2? I mean, it is the <laughs> gold standard. And, not, and, not, and nothing not else and you know and and you know that the other little thing we can do in the mouth that's not really good but it just gives you an idea it's probably more accurate but yeah the pcr test is also a lot more expensive
1: well, it is, but it wasn't created for this. And, you know, what it does is it, it just finds a portion or a piece of, of you know, a virus load, which could have been, by the way, Bob, from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. In you. And the coronavirus, not COVID-19, mm-hmm. but any coronavirus. So what they're doing is they're using this, you know, and I hate to say this in the deceptive way, but they are being deceptive. And those who can see through it, see through it. If you do the research, yeah, the PCR test is picking up portion of coronavirus, which there are 13 of them, and they're saying that's a positive case. Mm-hmm. but you're asymptomatic notice you know they're saying oh well, yeah but don't but, but, positive but, but don't but don't you know yeah.
0: don't you know that all those asymptomatic people are making everybody else sick and they're going to die especially if they're if they're in like the 5th grade we're going to kill yeah. all the 5th graders going back to school or right. the 5th graders are all going to get sick and kill the teacher i mean yep. and then then you where did common asymptomatic.
1: sense go? What is asymptomatic?
0: It means no symptoms. You and I,
1: right, no symptoms, but we have viruses. Bob, we have lots of viruses on us. We all do. Mm-hmm. We, it, you know what it is? It's called herd immunity, and they're using that against us. Yes. They're frightening us by using herd immunity against us. Amen, brother. Saying, <laughs> saying, asymptomatic uh, person who's tested positive, and you know what? Okay, Good. Let's leave it that way. And if I never get the sickness, what does that mean? It means I am herd immunity. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) That's what it means. I become immune. So it's being used. And so it's kind of like the magician. On Mm -hmm. one hand, he holds the card behind the palm. But with the other hand, he's demonstrating something on the table. And you're not looking at the card in Mm -hmm. the hand, in the palm. Well, that's what's going on here. The numbers are there to frighten you. The news reports are there to frighten you. But in the meantime, what is going on on a global scale? They're going to get rid of all money, all paper money, coins, everything. Mm -hmm. They're talking openly about it, the World Economic Forum, and they're calling it the Great Reset. And the Great Reset is going to be a digital currency. But you know what it's really going to be? It's going to be credit in the company store. Uh And the world is going to hold it and you and I are going to be enslaved to it. And it's also going to be tied with the Chinese model of social credit. Yes. So you're a Christian. You're not going to get much credit and you're not going to be able to do certain things. That's right. On and off. That's right. You're going to have a universal basic income on that card. They'll load it on there. But, you know, they're going to take care of you from cradle to the grave. But you're going to do what they want you to do. You're going to buy everything you buy. They're going to allow you to buy but they're gonna know everything you do.
0: Mm-hmm. Everything. Absolutely. So
1: we are entering slavery. But here's the interesting part: getting back to being a Christian and seeing through this. The way they're gonna do this is with the trust stamp and with the micro dot tattoo, the the quantum mm-hmm.
0: dot. Mm-hmm.
1: Ultimately, what it's gonna come down to, it's a bio. Uh, bio digital currency and what it's going to come down to is you're going to have it on your hand or That's you're right. going to have it on your forehead which That's they're right. already That's right That's getting right. you behaviorally prepared
0: for amen listen we got to take a quick break here at the bottom of the hour this is the program truth to ponder my guest is the doctor is the reverend dr timothy gales and i'd love to hear from you always remember the you can get a hold of us from our website, number two ponder.com. number two ponder.com. Very quickly the mailing address. I've been getting some actual physical mail. You can just put in truth to ponder and the net the address right now in Georgia, 21 Berkshire Lane, 27 Berkshire Lane. We are in Sky Valley. Sky oh, I forgot to mention. After you do the 21 Berkshire Lane, add number 263. This way the dear postal lady knows what box to put it in, in our little mail system here. And then it's Sky Valley, Georgia, and the zip code is 30537, 30537. We will be right back. This
2: is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. An incredible thing about your life. Shalom alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now, get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. All right. So why aren't you out spreading the word? Why aren't you out sharing the gospel, the love of God with those who are lost? Because, you say, I'm not a minister. I'm not a missionary. I give to missions and missionaries, but I myself, I'm not a missionary. I'm not called to the mission field. Oh, really? Well, I'm here to reveal an incredible thing about your life. You, my friend, are called to the mission field. But I've never received that calling. I've never felt it. I haven't seen any signs or confirmations. How can you say that? Well, very simple. You have received a sign that you're called to the mission field. What's the sign? The sign is you've been put on planet Earth. You see, the only way you can say you're not called to the mission field is if you can make that statement on some other planet. Now, some of you were not sure about, but most of you are on planet Earth. And as long as you're speaking from planet Earth, you can be sure you're called to the mission field. You see, Earth is the mission planet. It's the planet that God came to on his mission of salvation. You don't have to journey to some foreign land to go on a mission. You're already on a mission. If you're born again, then you're born from above and you've already journeyed to your mission field. Open your eyes. Look all around you. This planet is your mission field. And all around you are the natives, the cashier, the mailman, your boss, your parents, your spouse, your relative, the stranger, the needy, the outcast. Should you go into the mission field? No, you already are in the mission field. Wake up and remember who you are. You've been called to the mission field and earth is its name. Want more? Ask for it. Therefore, go. Now, the free gift for you. What if you discover the place where the lost Ark of the Covenant was? Well, a newly revealed ancient discovery just as awesome. The mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it. It's our free gift to you and Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins guaranteed to revitalize your walk or a free New Testament. How do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's all you do. It's so easy. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1 and you'll be blessed. But call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, the Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation. I invite you to join with me to bring it back to them to bless those who blessed you and to reach the unreached peoples from every nation. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, The Nice Jewish Boy at Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah... Tikvatenu, our hope.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to the program, Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I'm so glad that so many of you have taken the time to go to the website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com, and have also sent me an email, and, and these emails come directly to me. I'm not any kind of a corporation, big ministry with some building and all this. It's just me. And uh, when you send me an email, it comes just to me, and that is Bob at truth, the two, ponder.com. Truth, the two, ponder.com. I'll give the physical mailing address. You can just write truth to ponder or just Bob, whatever. And it's 21 Berkshire Lane, B E R K S H I R E, Berkshire Lane. And add number 263. That's our little box that they put all our mail in and somewhere in the center of this complex. And that is in the city of Sky Valley, little tiny town. Sky Valley. The state is Georgia. Zip code is 30537. I'll give the number again right at the end of the program. That's zip 30537. Talking with Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales, we're kind of just exploring where this world is going and we're gonna probably, knowing us, we'll run out of time today. and may have to extend this into tomorrow or some other day this week, we'll see. But you know, I, we're thinking about, and I'm really thinking about this more now than ever. People are reaching out to me. I'm running into people that think the same way, which means that God is speaking to the hearts of a lot of people about a lot of things. I think that he is a pretty well done with his apostate churches that have been lukewarm or just denied the gospel entirely and their lampstand is as it says in the book of Revelation it's gone the Holy Spirit has left the building just like Elvis used to leave the building he's gone and that's it we're done a lot of people are being stirred not just in the United States not just in Canada but in Europe All over the globe I'm I'm hearing from people that are feeling that we are in a very unusual time you know signs of the time are everywhere as that old gospel song goes and there's a brand new feeling in the air And, and I really believe that we're also coming into a time whether we want to admit it or not it's not going to be easy to be a Christian it's the things we we knew as kids especially when you're my age they're behind us now And we may or may not get some little temporary respite, but we have to do one thing, and the urgency is immediate. we got to prepare now for where God is taking his children, his remnant, his church. Dr. Gales, once again, welcome back to part two of the program.
1: Well, thank you. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, We have to prepare, and people are asking me, how do we do that, you know? There are simple preparations that we can make for things that we saw in the last lockdown and the reason i say that is because everything's ramping up for another lockdown oh, now absolutely. it's happening across europe uh-huh. and it's going to happen here uh-huh. um and from what i'm reading in some of the from their own mouths okay those who are davis institute and others lockdown number two they're going to keep it longer they're going to make it longer and it's going to be more strict oh Um, yeah they're they're saying and because of it you're going to see again the food shortages and other things so we do need to pray we do need to be in the word we do need to strengthen our spiritual lives there's practical Mm -hmm. things we can do have food water things like that um but ultimately we also have to have a community of some kind. Amen. We have to connect and be, we have to. And that's what we've got to look to do now. We got to start building that. I always say this, though we, you got to start local. Uh-huh. You got to start in your own little area and start meeting some people who are thinking the same way in your town, on your street, in your county, where there uh-huh. are some local connections. First of all, it's going to increase your um, morale. Yes. It's going to make you feel, "Hey, I'm not in this alone," uh, but there cannot there be other practical benefits too by helping one another out in tough situations. Yes, uh, but these are the these are some simple things we can do to begin with. Yes, uh, but but we also have to not be ignorant, right? Because oh yeah. I get it. Ignorance, bliss, and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's got to be a lot of euphoric people out there. But
0: here's the... Go ahead. Okay. But, you know, you were saying about the lockdowns. And before we get on to the next thing, and I kind of know where you're going, but I want to just kind of take a little bit of a pause here. I hate to quote what they said back in, oh, I don't know, March. Uh, Mm. We're just going to pause to get rid of the virus. And it was just the beginning to open the door. The camel's nose got in the tent, and the rest is history. But... You were talking about the case numbers uh, back in the last segment, and you and I were talking uh, during the break about a couple of things that that come to mind. And and once again, from my direct experience and yours um, and things and people we know, there's a lot of things we need to really, really need to rethink. Don't believe what you hear in the news, and that includes Fox News. When it, even, even Newsmax, will, they'll, they'll get all all you know, just bent out of shape on the number of new cases. And you said it so well in the last segment. A lot of these new cases are baloney. They're not real cases. We have been deceived into believing a lot of things, and they're going to say, well, wait a minute, Bob. Wait a minute. I heard on some newscaster's program, TV, whatever, the hospitalizations are suddenly going up, and so how can you dare say that we're not going to all die of the coronavirus? You know, how can you be this way, Bob? I mean, can't can't you see that people are going to be dying and falling in the streets? I think it was last week that uh, on the debate that Joe Biden said that two hundred thousand more people are going to die before the end of this calendar year. Right, and he and I'm and I'm th- and I'm thinking. Good heavenly Lord Almighty, um, then I then I read this statistic the other day that normally by this time of the year we have X number of thousands of flu cases, and we had 26. Now wait a minute, what's going on here? Nobody's getting the flu, but people are going to the hospital. But it must be COVID. Could could I maybe misreading something here?
1: You know, I'm reading the reports coming out of Ireland. Ireland just locked down again, tight as a drum, and they're gonna do it for six weeks, supposedly.
0: Mm. You
1: wanna know why? There was a thousand and sixty six new cases in the whole country. Three deaths. That's a car accident. Yeah. That's a bad car accident. And you shut down the economy, the entire country. People, hundreds of thousands are going to lose businesses, their life savings, everything. They're going to be homeless. There's something else going on here. And that's
0: what we have to ask ourselves. Where did the flu go? What is going on? Where did the flu go? My my wife gets all worried about getting a flu vaccine because she has asthma. But no one seems to be... Well, really worrying about the flu like they did, we're we're all waiting with breathless, you know, with, with we're breathless. We're, we're where's the covid vaccine so we don't die?
1: Right. And, and the people I, they're trialing on are dying. Yeah, I know, they don't but, talk a lot about
0: that. But you know, we we this whole thing, you are right is being used for a reset and it doesn't take but just enough gullible people and you get the herd mentality. Uh, the mask shamers and everything else out there, they're going to tell us how great the mask did, and now suddenly they're not working. Oh, my Lord, we have to do something now. The case numbers are up. People are going to the hospital. And, and you know, you know where it's going. You, and, yep. and, and you get the little bubble-headed whatever, you know, on a local TV channel trying to become big-time CNN or wherever they want to go to. You know, they're going to be out there just doing their part to keep you in fear, so they can keep their little iPhone and their cute little apartment, and they think they're a journalist. And I'm right. sorry, but I, I've, I've been around long enough to know that most of these reporters don't have the common sense God, God gave seafood, let alone right. to be on television explaining something complex to you. And, well, uh, well, and also, it's York. hey, well, oh, one more thing. This is what I forgot in the last segment, and. I want to throw this in because I think when you take this, and I know where you're going, I have this in, in, instinct. I can remember 20-some-odd years ago when I was the pastor of a small church. The Lord laid on my heart to be a hospice chaplain. I mean, the invite came, and I really fought it, and I did it. And I dealt with a lot of people in those last days of their life. And I was free to be who I was in Christ as a called and ordained servant of god's word to do the things necessary to spend the time and really talk to them to ensure their eternity Amen. hospice today well they were already beginning back then they, they 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 started wanting people that had degrees more in psychology and other things and you know being being a seminary grad was less important a matter of fact if you were a unitarian universalist that's even better. You know, we don't want anybody that has any, you know, hard and fast ideas about theology. And today, it seems that in so many settings, uh, through hospice, the, the world religion, and you've talked about this before, and I want you to really get back into this. And if it, if it takes the rest of our time, and we got to pick up tomorrow with the rest of it, the world religion is coming. And the world religion is what I call the all dogs go to heaven religion. You Mm -hmm. you know what I mean by that? All, you know, this concept that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life of Jesus is no good. It's all roads go to heaven. You know, (laughs) I am this, you know, the supreme Buddhist master gets you to this heaven. Uh, Anything gets you to this heaven. Just living a good life. Being a nice person that's not a racist will get you to heaven. I mean, this is the silliness we're getting into. And the new chaplains of the age are there to take you uh, to that point where you have a good death and get out of the way of being a consumer of things without being a producer of things. And I, I really see that day coming.
1: Well, it's here. It's here and it's rolling out quicker. Uh, I do that very thing. You know, the good death, bene mortesia, right? But what is the good death? Is the good death me hulking your hand and looking at you with a big mm-hmm. smile on my mm-hmm. face as you die with no concern for eternity mm. or, or, or spiritual things, really? No, that's not a good death. Actually, that's a, a horrible death.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: and so we're, we're told what we can give to people um, by certain organizations. And you have to have certifications and the oh, gatekeepers yeah. of those groups don't let you in if you're going to talk about heaven or hell or, or Jesus things like that or Jesus. Where we are, we're back in ancient Rome in a polytheistic culture where all religions are equal and do not say yours is the only true one. Uh-huh. Um, and it takes a lot of a lot of fortitude. Encourage for us now to stand against that.
0: Look, because even in, you're not going
1: to get jobs, you're not going to get yeah. hospice positions, mm-hmm. you're not going to get those That's things right. if you openly And it's all government
0: money, Christ. too. So, you know, mm-hmm. you, they want to yep. keep that government money flowing into hospice. I mean, Medicare and, and, you know, your death benefits are paying them a big pile of change to expedite your departure from this world if Absolutely. you're not producing. I'm sorry. but. Absolutely. And, and well, I started to see, true. look, when I first went to work for them in like 98, 99, totally different world. Great mm-hmm. people. But I started sensing a little change by, oh, 2002. And and when my, my late wife was one of their patients in um, the latter part of 2004, uh, I could see the change was already beyond where I could have ever wanted to go back if they'd ever called me because within just a two year period, the sharing of the gospel was dead. Um, but being a secular humanist, which this guy comes, nice young guys wearing his khaki pants, looking really cool, and he's and, and I realized he's a Unitarian <laughs> and he's yeah. here He's here to escort the wife of a clergyman, an Anglican clergyman to explain how she should die. I physically grabbed him by the collar and threw him down the hallway. <laughs> and, you know, and, the, and this hospice nurse who I'd worked for confessed to me, she said, hospice is no longer the same. It's now all corporate. And, you know, it, it, it has no soul. The soul is gone. Absolutely. It's, and she said, Absolutely. she said, and I said, when did it happen? She goes, well, about since the time you left, about two years ago. And she said, I get to retire at a young age because of all the other stuff she had done in military and everything else said i'm retiring next year i can't do this anymore i go to bed at night crying i can't do it
1: yeah you know what i'm I'm talking about yeah even where i'm at um i see the exact same thing you're talking about Mm -hmm. Uh, i work with with people dying Uh, i call it walking them home which is what i do but i cannot do this with people Mm -hmm. who what you see populating hospice now are the these sects these groups yes as well as the liberal progressive apostate denominational church pastors mm-hmm. who destroyed their congregation and now all they can do is be a chaplain somewhere at a hospital yep. Yep. they've now filled all those ranks these women and others in these because, positions yeah, because
0: they've got you know they, they have their little appropriate degrees from of all the places like a princeton or a harvard or the equivalent right. there of or or a Duke University School of Theology, which is about mm-hmm. you know, I mean that's it's a worthless degree now. It used to mean something, but not anymore.
1: Right. And right. and and, I'm and telling what they're doing is they're they're talking to these, but I call it it's like a hallmark card mm-hmm. sermon. That's what they give. Oh, yeah. You know, God loves you. I love you. Let's love one another. Amen. And even nothing about repentance. No, 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 no. Oh, you eternity.
0: can't. Oh no, repentance is is forbidden. You cannot repent.
1: That's right. Well, you don't need to. It's not wrong with you. You're good. Well, You're a good person. How how could anybody call you You know, one day I was preaching to a congregation, and a woman came up to me afterwards. She said, "Can I talk to you, Pastor?" I said, "Sure." She goes, "You you preach to us as if we're sinners."
0: <laughs> well, guess said, what?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I to which I, we I hit to the which, mark.
0: yeah, that, and 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 say and yeah, and guess what? Saint Paul says, all, not some, not part. Myself included, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Amen. And you've chosen not to believe that.
1: If you tell if you don't tell people they're sinner, then they don't need a savior. Yep, 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 yep. And that's all they need that's is the deception of Satan. That's the deception yeah, of Satan psychology things like that those things are going to save us right and
0: you and and if you if you social distance and wear a face mask you'll live a long and prosperous life without the coronavirus killing you and your family and your loved ones and the person that you walk past on the street and you didn't have your (laughs) your mask wasn't on correctly and you killed them this is what you're guilty about being a racist and a murderer with covid i mean this is what we're coming down to
1: I have a woman I know, a friend of mine who's in Greece. Uh She refuses to wear the face mask. She goes shopping at the local supermarket and she – posts online i went shopping i didn't wear my mask i'm not gonna do that and i said to her jokingly i said well how many people did you leave dead in your wake oh selfish one (laughs) and she started laughing (laughs) and she's like i hear you i hear you i said because that's what they're telling us so what you're seeing is you're seeing the beginning of this with the with the masks right and next it's going to be the covid vaccine Mm -hmm. and the id 2020 and all of that and if you don't have that Boy, you're a selfish person who wishes everyone else to die. But let me ask you something, Bob. You've been in this field for a long time. Mm -hmm. If everybody's vaccinated around you and you're not, are you really a threat to them? Nope. They should all be good. It's no big deal if you're not vaccinated. That's That's right. But no, now we see it totally different. So we have exchanged the view of the image of God and the human being to see each other as viruses, as diseases, as my potential death. And it has become so pervasive now that it's added to the fear. You don't see people hugging at church. You don't see, you know, the, the 10 that are allowed in there. You don't see them hugging or touching each other. Or it's, it's very sad to see what we're being reduced to. But it is some sort of an initiation that society's going through because it's planned, it's premeditated, and it's being implemented perfectly. And that's the fear that we're
0: seeing. I want to stop right here for a moment, and I want to share just a little thought. If you're my age, maybe a little younger, a little older, you go back to the late 60s, 70s, even the 1980s, you remember the number of times you'd be watching this great TV show and you're really engaged in what's going on. And then those three words would pop on the screen. To be continued. Well, Timothy, we're going to have to do that uh, for for this program. We're going to have to continue this hopefully tomorrow. And I think that uh, there's so much more that needs to be discussed on this particular topic. I read things every day and I try to discern and find the truth. I don't trust the mainstream media. I don't trust the fact checkers at Facebook. They're liars. They're absolute in the tank to an established thought process of indoctrination liars. And I don't say that lightly. I don't say that for shock value. I say that from firsthand experience, not second, not third, not something else. It's because of what I've done in my work over the years and even earlier this year in emergency management. I saw a lot of things being said about this virus that were not adding up. And I'm saying from being on the front line, things we were being told were not panning out today as we've been talking on the program. Timothy and I, we we talk about all these case numbers. Case numbers. And suddenly we have this, this uptick in case numbers. And we're seeing a slight uptick, as we mentioned, among those going to the hospital. But this is also the beginning of flu season. I'm watching, I'm watching the television and I'm looking at some other statistics. And normally by this time of the year, we would have thousands of cases of flu already reported. Now, when you get on the TV and talk about 60, not in the thousands, just 60, it makes you wonder, what is really going on today? Why is there this global desire to lock the world down in fear? Why is there this global desire to control every aspect of your life? Why is there this global desire to put you in a place of being controlled? Why is there this global effort on the top of the, you know, from the tech tyrants like, like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, To control the narrative to tell you what you're allowed to think and say and do because it's it's for your own safety it's for your own good this is the science i'm tired of hearing that term i follow the science well for crying out loud the science has been consistently wrong from day one on this virus so why do you want to listen to people that can't get their facts straight can't come up with a cohesive anything Don't say that there's been anything cohesive on a global scale. There hasn't been. The numbers from the first day were a lie. And every time we're supposed to have all these major upticks, it only ends up being primarily these infection numbers. And as we discussed before, a lot of those numbers are based on a test never designed to be used for that purpose. I know some of you are getting tired of hearing me talk about this coronavirus, but it has to be said. You need to be prepared because knowledge can be power. And that's why we do this program Truth to Ponder. It's not to make me famous. It's not to boost my ego. There are a lot of other things I would rather be doing right now than than sitting down and recording a program each and every day of the week and trying to find the guest and do the research. But I do it for one purpose, because I think that it is important to put knowledge out there for you. I invite you to check out our website, which is truth2ponder.com. 2 pondercom And if you wanna send me an email, you can do it at bob at truth2ponder.com. That's the number two, 2 Those emails come directly to me. I want to thank those that are taking the time to drop me a card or letter, even a birthday card last week. Thank you so much. It meant more to me than you'll ever know. Um, the address here, you can just write Truth to Ponder, Bob, doesn't matter. We're a really small community up here. And it's 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E Lane. And then add the number 263, our little box up here, number 263, And we are in the little town of Sky Valley, Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. Once again, that mailing address is 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. If you can help support this to pay for the shortwave time, I don't need a whole lot, but any little bit helps. It can be done from the website or in the mail Um, I don't want to say too much about that because sometimes I don't want to come off like this is my only reason for being here I had somebody that kind of felt well you started asking for money well I'm sorry but I'm not a wealthy man and shortwave time is not free so I just wanted to as st. Paul said let the need be made known that's all I'm trying to do if you can help with five dollars here or there ten whatever It all adds up, and my wife and I will dig into our savings, too, to help keep this thing alive for as long as it seems like the right thing to do. I'm beginning to hear from a handful of people that say shortwave is important, so I really need to know not just that you listen on shortwave, but also what frequency and what time. Very vital to know, because we're on a number of times, or maybe a time that no one's listening, so I just gotta balance the numbers out as we get into the month of November. We will continue this discussion tomorrow here on the program. Once again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth2ponder.com. That's
2: truth2ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.